1: ask me how do you
0: put up with these two my answer good snacks and video games all right you guys what's going on it's episode number 215 now of the ron and don show what is up ron and don nation yeah we are live from lois rob studios coming up on the ron and don show intelligence and depression are those two things related yeah also i beg your pardon i didn't promise you a rose garden remember that song Wow, you're going old school there. <laughs> that song's probably 50 years old. I just, I I have to say, uh, before the president, and I, and I don't want to sit here and, and pick on him in perpetuity, I was pretty amazed at some of the people that he pardoned. And thank God, Lil Wayne is going to be out of the hoose cow. So we're going to talk about that, presidential pardons, some of the people that were pardoned, and should they have been pardoned? I don't know, man. Anyway, before we get to that, though, Let's get to this. There's a new app out that uh, you're pretty excited about.
1: Yeah, I saw this thing, and, and you know, I, I feel like we're finally turning this page and can be a little more optimistic. I saw this, this 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 app idea, and right now it's just rolled out in Chicago, and they're trying to get it out nationwide. They're calling the app Godsend, and there have been so many people. I don't know if you're finding yourself in this spot. There's so many people that have been really crushed by COVID and this economy. And when I get to any service people, um, I, I usually tipped okay. I'm trying to be extra generous in the tips uh, where it's just like, oh man, you're a food service worker. You're probably unvaccinated. People at the grocery store, I try to be extra just nice and, and chat them up if I can and tell them thank you. Um, there's all these people that are really struggling. And we have, there's there's a couple Apps that are out there, websites now, like a GoFundMe um, or a Kickstarter for business ideas. GoFundMe is usually for like, hey, we have these medical bills and we're trying to have this big campaign. So there's this gap in this space where these two brothers have stepped in and they created godsend. And like we see people that just need a little help. We don't need to do a whole campaign for $50,000 in medical expenses. Sometimes it's like a 100 bucks. Or two hundred dollars, and so the the first rollout of Godsend in Chicago are people like, I got this job interview, I need like it's it's the it's an Uber ride that's like forty dollars, or I need a new tie, or I need a, a new shoes. I got to hire a babysitter while I'm I'm going to interview, and I don't have the sixty dollars it's going to cost me for this day. And so they're rolling it out, and, and it's in your neighborhood, it's in your community. Hmm. So it could be like, "Hey, I'm in Seattle. I'm going to go on Godsend. There is someone in my town that just needs X." One of the things I just said, it's sixty bucks to hire the babysitter and take the Uber for their job interview. And so you give in in those type of increments to where you're, you're rooting for this person in your community. It's like, I'm coming out of homelessness or I'm coming out of eight months where I couldn't work. I'm coming out of this thing where my, my children have not been able to leave the house. And so I've been, I just need a little, I need a little bridge here, a little lifeline. And so it gave me a lot of optimism and I'm going to be watching it. I'm, I'm hoping that this pilot launch in Chicago goes really well and they can scale this out because I just find it a lovely idea. If, if I had someone at Trader Joe's, it's like, Hey man, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working here. I'm, I'm doing my best. And if I could just, if I could just pay that friggin' electric bill this month, that would just be a load off my mind. I would want to give to that. It's inspiring to me, and and it's this this type of platform that gives me hope that maybe we can do this.
0: Yeah, you know, I see teachers do this, and some of my son's teachers have done this in the classroom, uh, and it's really smart because there's a lot of parents out there who are out buying school supplies, and they can buy extra school supplies. The biggest things for kids is nutrition and food, and the biggest embarrassing time in class sometimes is when it's snack time, and there's kids there that don't have a snack for snack time. And so what the teachers try to do, because they don't want those kids to feel left out, they know who those kids are. And hey, I might have six kids in class here that are struggling with snacks and snack time or lunch or whatever it is. And they will make sure that they request that kind of quietly from other parents that can help. And then every kid has a snack or every kid has the the number two pencil with the eraser or whatever it is that they're they're supposed to use. So I love this idea. I think what will happen is there will be people that go out there and they'll lie. Um, and I, I remember I, there, there was someone that stole from me one time when I was younger. Uh, and and I won't go into the whole story. It's
1: a great story. though. I mean, we can tell it a different day. It's a
0: great story.
1: I love the cake at the end. But anyways, but, but in,
0: in, in, in the way that this, what I had given them, and I'd also given them a home and a place to live and everything else. And they they took a lot of my personal belongings and disappeared with it. Uh, And then he showed up at the university campus. (laughs) I should tell the story sometime, Uh, but you know what it did? He was down there selling some of my things at the university campus. And I did have an opportunity to buy my radio back in my boom box. He was down there listening to it. It Sunny day. It was incredible. I'm like, there's Jerry with my boom box. <laughs> I think that's my skis. Oh, and he has my guitar. Oh, <laughs> so it stopped me from doing good for a long, long time. Um, cause I had this story in my mind and I'm like, you know what? Everybody, everybody's, everybody's going to take advantage of me and everyone's like Jerry. And what I found out is most people, most people aren't like Jerry. So when there are opportunities to help, especially when there's opportunities to help kids, Um, I really try to jump in and do that. And now for there to be an app where we can jump in and help people in our own community. I think that that's, I I think that that's really fantastic because sometimes it is the tie. Sometimes it is the babysitter. Sometimes it is the electric bill. Uh, sometimes it just is gas money. Um, so, so I celebrate this and I I look forward to being a part of it.
1: Yeah. I always, I I never try to forget the times and, and you were there for some of those times, where I literally had to get the change jar out uh, to put two dollars and 25 cents of gas in the car or, or like to be digging through the cushion like oh, found a quarter and when, when it was a big deal or I, I never want to forget the times where uh, I took aluminum cans down to the where the recycling center and you'd get twelve dollars or a garbage bag full of aluminum cans. So, like, I've been there, uh, and try to not forget what that's like. And and I didn't do it with having a kid depending on me. So, like these these folks and families that are trying to recover. Um, if you're in a position to be generous right now, uh, I just be generous. Yeah.
0: You know what I do during COVID? And I haven't shared this before. I have a certain amount of money that I take out every week, and I put it in my wallet. And every week I give, and I won't say what the amount is. It's a lot of money to me, but it's probably not a lot of money to other people. And I give all that money away every, every week. Uh, and my son knows that I have it, and and, and we give it away. Um, give it away.
1: Well, now I know what to ask him to ask you. <laughs> Shouldn't have told me that, O'Neal.
0: See you on the other side.
1: Life comes at you fast if it's time to downsize, upsize, or right-size your home. It all starts with a run and Don sit-down. Hi, I'm Kim Webb. Hi, I'm Kendall Webb. I'm actually from Colorado. We had always hoped that someday we would be able to move here, and when COVID hit, he was able to request to work remotely permanently. We found a house that we absolutely fell in love with. And so what that created was the situation, well, shoot, we're not prepared to sell the house in Duval, but we're gonna have to do that quick. We did the Ron and Don sit down. Ron stepped right in, sent us all the comp information. Don sent us a list of all the things that we needed to begin to consider. Don, he was all over my property. Uh, helping me uh, get the the landscaping pulled together, um, making sure that it was gonna show well. We ended up placing it on the market where we felt we would be happy uh, if we got that number. And as it turned out on offer review day, we had five offers that were well over our expectations. We were absolutely ecstatic. The sale price was 55 k over ask and that just blew us away. They negotiated the absolute best price we could have gotten for that home. We are so grateful and so happy and so pleased. When you're ready to sit down and strategize about your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Sign up for The Nation News at rondonradio.com. All
0: right, you guys, uh, welcome back to episode 215. And Ron and I were talking about pardons the other day, and you were kind of explaining to me the history of pardons and and what they were intended intended for, because I was was pretty amazed. As the president gave out over 143 pardons before he left, hundreds of pardons as his administration, and Barack Obama, everyone's done the same thing. What I didn't know, though... Is there would be people that would go pay Rudy Giuliani, for instance, to go be an influence peddler, and it's like, hey, here is twenty grand, uh, and they would try to buy a pardon. In fact, all around the president, there are people that knew him that were attorneys or business people, and and you look at Janine Pyro, for instance, who's on Fox, uh, her ex husband had been charged with a crime. And she used to have the president on all the time, and she'd butter his bread. Uh, and she was able to get a pardon for her ex-husband, Roger Stone, Michael Flynn. Steve uh, Bannon. Yeah. There, Jared there, Kushner's dad. There, there's, there's 18 people that are directly connected to the president that had committed crimes. And, and this is not fake news. Some of, the, some of these crimes that they committed uh, are traced back to, for instance... The president slept with some women. And as a result of that, he paid some hush money. And then these guys lied about the hush money. And as a result of that, uh, they ended up going to prison. You can't lie to the FBI for that. So he stepped in and he pardoned people that shouldn't have been pardoned. He pardoned Little Wayne, thank God. He pardoned Little Wayne. But, it, but, it, but it's really, to me, it's a crime that you can pay, and it's perfectly legal to do this, that you can pay people that have influence, like Rudy Giuliani, with the president, and then he goes before the president, because a lot of these pardon applications are 90 and 100 pages, and, and, then, and, and then he presents your case to the president. That's what Janine Pyra did, and as a result of that, she was able to get uh, her ex-husband a pardon. I don't know if he paid her any money to do that, but it's pretty common, not only with President Trump, but with other presidents that have pardoned Not
1: this way. Not it, this it, way.
0: It, 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 it is incredible to me that, that, that you can pay people that have influence with him. And then you have to wonder what kind of favor now is owed. Because it's never just about money, but it's always about power.
1: Yeah, th- this in my mind is a complete bastardization of the concept of a pardon. Uh, this is an artifact from English law, and of course, our founding fathers were all steeped in English law, and going back, uh, you know, the 1600s, et cetera, and so forth. And so, there was many things in our Constitution that are that come from English law, and one of them was this idea of a pardon. And so, at it's very basic. It was like, okay, we want to give there. There will be instances. In the judicial system where things go wrong, where you have um, a corrupt prosecutor, let's say, or someone invented evidence uh, to frame someone like these things happen.
0: And and, and and you get the justice you can afford. So to your, right. your point, there have been a lot of black and brown people in this country that were framed for crimes they didn't commit. Uh, and so and especially when it comes to drug crimes, it's a crime that black people grew pot, sold pot, and then went to jail generationally for it. And now white people are growing pot, selling pot, getting high, and making uh, tens of billions of dollars off it as a result. So it's not fair that those black and brown people, mostly black and brown people, are still sitting in a federal prison cell and white guys are out there. I mean, look at all that. And we no longer call it pot. It's it's now cannabis, of right. course. Yes.
1: So they the as they were coming up with and developing this system of law, this code of law, it's like, what would be a mechanism to correct that? Because the clock is running on people. So you have appeals. Appeals, of course, take a lot of time. And if you exhaust your appeals, you're still in jail. So it's like, what would be a mechanism to remedy that and so this idea of the pardon came up it's like okay we've got a, a person in power they can look at a case and if they deem it that okay this was too punitive or this person has really shown that they have the capacity to change or yeah that that evidence didn't seem to line up whatever there was some sort of fraud that was going on or a miscarriage of justice you could step in and just make it right We're going to give this person power to just make it right. And so, yeah, the reason why those, those applications were 90 pages at least is you're presenting a case for your pardon. Say, Hey, there's a miscarriage of justice here. Let me show you, or this person um, was framed. This evidence was not true. Let me show you. And so, Yes, there have been famous instances uh, of a president pardoning his brother or like you brought up in a previous episode where Nixon was just given a carte blanche uh, pardon by Ford. There have been those instances, but never with this volume and this proximity uh, of where. I think there's like 87%, and someone can correct me on that number if I'm wrong, like a huge percentage of these pardons are people that are either directly associated with the the Trump White House or you're pardoning people that did, did pr- crimes on your behalf.
0: Yeah. They're, they're,
1: and that, so, that's, that's not typical. So,
0: so the pardons are supposed to come through the judicial system? And there are only 18 of the pardons that happened right before he left, the 143 that he gave. Only 18 of them came through the judicial branch. And some of those came through the judicial branch when Barack Obama was still president. In fact, there's one guy who got pardoned and he woke up and he had completely changed his life around, but he had a federal drug charge against him uh, because he's involved in selling narcotics when he was younger. And the case was given to, uh, during the time when President Barack it's Obama given to Eric Holder, w- yeah, was in office, and then and then Trump just pardoned him. So that's how long pardons can take. Sometimes uh, this guy had to go before two different administrations. So he was completely blown away that he was pardoned by by Trump. Well, the other- but, but 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 Roger Stone and Michael Flynn. Uh, they were all putting on the fast track. And Steve Bannon... And none of that went through the judicial branch.
1: Well, the other ancillary benefit of the impeachment process was prohibiting... It became... It became toxic to do the self-pardon that we'd heard so much about of Trump himself, uh, Ivanka, Jared, and family members. That would have had a negative impact on the impeachment process. So that, that, I think, was another benefit of that being on being a go is that it prohibited that so yeah th- this was very remarkable and it it shouldn't have happened yeah all
0: right depression <laughs> intelligence coughing are they all related talk about that on side, <laughs> other side of this
1: with over a million plays the ron and don radio show is the fastest growing show in the
0: pacific northwest All right, you guys, final segment of the Ron Don show on episode 215. We're live from the Les Schwab Studios Uh, article out on Apple News this week. Talks about intelligent people. uh, May they suffer more from depression? I think this is interesting because I think of I started just thinking about some of the smartest people that I know that are in my sphere. uh, And kind of low-grade depression is something that they struggle with. Um, and as a result of that, when you really start to do a lot of inner work on yourself, um, if you, as you get older, if you feel like, Hey, I only have so many minutes and moments in in, in my life that are left and I want to spend these minutes and moments wisely. I don't want to just fall into my day each and every day. I think we found out through COVID for instance, that a lot of us who reported to work, and in, 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 in some ways, COVID has been good because you get to take your life back a little bit. A lot of times, other people create structure for us and the kids have a schedule and we have a schedule and there's all this structure. But are we really living our best lives? And somehow, sometime to live your best life, you have to get involved with your life. And sometimes that means dismantling your life and really looking at your life. Uh, and that's something that I've been trying to do for the past couple of years. But as a result of that, when you really spend time looking at yourself and, and having a critical eye, sometimes the shame and the disappointment that you have in yourself uh, can spiral you into depression. So, I certainly was in a depression when we were fired a couple of years ago, and I knew I was. I knew I was in this depression, and it wasn't low grade, it was serious. Um, so, and I knew that there were specific things that I was gonna have to go through. Uh, and i wasn 't going to be able to use alcohol to get through those things, and I was going to have to face it, brace it, see what I had to teach me, but I also knew that it would also if i if I got up every day and if I did the right things uh and instead of running from it, I ran toward it and moved through it um and told people that loved and cared about me what I was going through, and you and I were going through something uh very similar it it was like this this will be for a season of my life but I'll get on the other side of that. I know people though where depression is not it, it's not a season of their life. It's constant. It's something that they that they face and they battle each and every day. Uh so I can see that connection where we're intelligent people uh battle depression. What do you say?
1: Yeah, I mean, when you got got into the body of the study, it was a little above my pay grade cuz it was it was going into g- gene mapping and all of these highly technical things which um you know, again are sort of beyond my understanding. The thing that I jumped to is like the cli- the cliche in a sense of sometimes ignorance is bliss. Totally. Like we've all we've all met people that are Seem to just be bopping along, right. oblivious <laughs> yeah. to everything. And That's in right. my mind, it, it just it struck this chord of like, if you're really, really smart, and the the other cliche of like, if you're paying attention, this should bother you. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're intelligent, and you're the more intelligent you get, I think the more you recognize, it's like, wow, there's a lot of things going on here that we have very little control over. And uh, the fire is raging and nobody seems to care. So uh, I think that there's a corollary on the surface level that may that I, I recognized of like, okay, the, the more, you know, you either want to take responsibility for that knowledge and you can't like you reach this glass ceiling of like, for instance, I know the environment is going to hell in a handbag. What do I do about that? Other than the stuff that I can control, like you can't mobilize the world to take care of that. Or like, wow, these things that happen, let's just say in food production, it's like I have a friend that's that's pretty smart that pointed these things out to me. It's like, i i hear you i don't know what to do about it (laughs) like you're you're right yeah i can't solve that problem and so if you're dumb and you can't don't even aren't even aware of that stuff i think you can be a little happier to move (laughs) through the world you know what i mean it's 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 a a real catch 22 (laughs)
0: you're dumb you can be a little happier you can
1: You can.
0: yeah i hope my son doesn't use that excuse uh daddy i'm not studying for the rest of the day i just want to be dumb so i can be happy
1: right (laughs) it's an interesting read though if you want to look it up they go into much more depth than i'm able to explain
0: yeah that's good all right anyway you guys keep your head up keep your shoulders back and thanks for sitting down with us we do something called a ronadon sit down We've been doing a lot of those in 2020 and in 2021. And even if we don't end up doing a real estate deal together, if we end up not becoming a team, uh, the sit-downs have been really great just for us personally because we get to know people that we've been talking to for years now. Uh, on the other side of these microphones, so, um,
1: and the playbooks are available instantly now on ronandonsitdown.com. Just click on the blog link up at the top, yeah. to pick your one and fill it out and you'll get that instantly. You can still email me directly, ron at windemere.com Uh, if you want to.
0: Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And please share the book with people. If you know someone's buying or selling or investing, and if there's anything we can do to help to be a, a great team member, we'd love to be a part of that team. So anyway, you guys, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for giving us great lives. Thanks for listening to episode 215. Make sure you hit subscribe and get ready for episode 216, which will automatically then just drop. Just drop next Monday when 216 comes out. Okay. And you just wake up on Wednesday and there's 217, there's two eighteen on Thursday. So just hit subscribe and that's how that works. All right. Runadonsitdow.com if you want to get in touch with us. And here's my son to take us out. Only on the Runadon radio network.
1: Hey, thanks for listening to the Ron and Don Show. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and find some black belt courage. Ah! I'm not kidding. <laughs>